you know your personality traits? Do you know your temperament? Uh, how important is it? That's what we're discussing this morning. And joining us this morning to have that conversation, let me get it real, Dr. Evelyn Owusu-Roberts. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, and she's that beautiful woman who tells us about health check. Mm -hmm. says, I like how she says, yes, you know, things, so and she lovely. smiles and she, yeah. So she, makes a, she makes it very easy for you to too. understand. And, and she, she's so just lovely. I've just fallen in love. Mm -hmm. I love doctors, but this is my newfound love. Oh, Michael, yeah. Michael Biney. <laughs> thank you. She's cheating on you. But anyways, Doc, welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. It's the last year of the month. It is. How has it been for you all year? One more month to go? Yes, one more month to go. It's been quite a year. I had a baby, so oh, <laughs> you had a baby. I did. Wow. So how old, how old is she now? He's five months. He's five months. Wow. 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 And Okay. Ooh. Father, hear our prayers. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Are they, good whoever's nursing him now, are they watching? Yes. <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you. Do you know your personality trait? Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Do you know your personality trait? Do you know your temperament? I do. Okay. okay. I do. Okay. How let did me, you discover it? Let me surmise. Just by, can you judge a person's personality traits or no, temperament by looking at them? Is it possible? A temperament, um, no, not like really. Personality, trait personality yes. So, personality is over time. Okay. A temperament is basically just the quality. So, sometimes somebody can embody a certain trait, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is who they are. Mm. So, take relationships when you are in love, new love. Mm. People embody certain personality traits that necessarily isn't aren't like who they are so over time you get to know that oh this is what the personality is mm. so that is how sometimes these things happen and sometimes people can get disappointed yeah all of that wow <laughs> how true how true this is, is not even debatable because you're just saying this and i'm like okay because sometimes you behave a certain type of way towards specific people and then the person thinks that they know you so much. Mm -hmm. And then another person says, no, she's not like that. It can become like a debate. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes sense. Very interesting. Yeah. So yeah. let's now understand what the personality traits are and what okay. the temperaments temperament are. are. Okay. So and when I'm talking about personality, it's basically the personality traits that you see over time. So okay. these tend to be stable. So that over time, you can see that this person is dash. Mm. This person is an introvert. This person is an extrovert. extrovert. This person is is bold this person is has an agreeable personality mm. and so those are the personalities but when we are talking about the personality traits that's where we are talking about just the character the characteristic characteristics that you see basically so this person um, again can embody it once they can embody it in different places to different people, people. and then that it doesn't necessarily mean that they are um, okay, let's let's stay on personality mm -hmm. before we come to temperament. So, like you said, it's uh, a person's character over time. Mm -hmm. It could be that one, a person can become, at some point, is it possible that a person can become very, very outspoken um, at a certain point in their life, and then at a certain time they will also become very calm, they are more reserved. Mm -hmm. Is it possible, does it change, or when you start out to be an outspoken person, that's who you are throughout your life? Um, sometimes it depends because sometimes life situations can change who you are. Mm. So um, if you if you grow up very outspoken, but then you find an you find yourself in an environment that is very subdued, you can end up embodying that 
characteristic because maybe that is not necessarily accepted in the environment that you find yourself. Mm. It's not necessarily accepted or appreciated. And so then you can grow to be more reserved, although naturally that is not who you are. Does this come uh, consciously or unconsciously? Uh, sometimes it's unconscious. Okay. Sometimes too, when you get that feedback that who you are is not appreciated, you start to become Jeez. somebody else. And that is something that you do intentionally. Is that why sometimes they describe Ghanaians, and we'll come to, I'm sure this is person to person, but is it possible to also judge a nation, a country, a group of people, a community, as, as having a certain kind of personality compared to others? So you have people say every day that Nigerians are very bold people, very bold people. And Ghanaians are more timid and very reserved mm -hmm. people. Then this is influenced by, like you said, is it our environment, mm -hmm. how we grow up, what we are told? Mm -hmm. Is that the case? And then also the culture. culture. So the culture of Nigeria is very different from the culture here. Um, I think once, once there was someone talking about the difference between Nigeria and, you know, Ghana and how here even traffic is so calm. But mm -hmm. then there, traffic is like crazy. So I think there, like... Um, situations like the culture is set up for you to have to be a go-getter for you to survive and then here it seems like it's not comp comparatively it's not the same so then um, you could say that the culture also like informs some of these things I just might use uh, personality traits and temperaments interchangeably so, but please bear with me are you able to be intentional with the kind of temperament or personality trait your child can take on. For instance, our five-year-old, mm. our five-month boy, mm -hmm. can you decide that this is the kind of temperament or personality trait I want him to take on? And mm -hmm. so you can intentionally, can intentionally put that in 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 them, in a child. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, so it is possible because, but then what we need to know about personality is that you come with your personality. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one. But then also the personality can be kind of molded. Okay, so if you have a child that's a little bit more shy, you can place certain events in their environment for them to be a little bit more outspoken so mm. that they are not so shy. And also, if you find a child that is a little bit too outspoken, mm. you know, you can put certain disciplinary actions, like, basically in place. I don't know why I'm so nervous today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you love her. She's so, she's so free-spirited. Um, so that, you know, they can be a little bit more still outspoken, which right. was good to be outspoken, but then also know when to speak, you know, and all of that. So it is possible. They come in with whatever personality, mm -hmm. but then you can also mold the personality. So, okay, so Godwin actually was telling me about these sanguines, melancholics, and all these cholerics and all of before that. Before you go there. Who are they? The temperament. Before we go to they the temperament. The temperament. They are the temperament. Okay. Okay. Before you go there, still on the personality, if we have time still on the personality. Um, so it can be altered. It can be altered. A person's personality can be altered if they decide to work on it. And mm -hmm. um, how early is it? Is, some, is it sometimes too late to work on a person's personality because over the years they've built this kind of character? So before marriage, let's say before marriage, we have someone who's typically a calm person, mm -hmm. but the person he or she wants to get married to or be with wants the person to be more expressive, more mm -hmm. spoken, more. Can that person begin to change that personality of theirs or at a certain point in your life it's too late? Um, I think 
It depends on whether the individual is willing. So these are things that ne doesn't necessarily always happen like automatically. Mm. So if the individual wants to make that conscious effort to change, then that change can happen. But then if you're just waiting for that to automatically happen, then it's less likely to happen. To happen. Okay. Okay, we'll go to the temperament. Mm. But um, is there any form of conflict mm. between a person's personality, for instance, you can be, you, and I know you mentioned that you can adjust to situations, mm -hmm. but when it is so extreme and it is so sharp, would mm -hmm. you say that it's a conflict? Because, for instance, I am very, very bubbly on television. When I'm working, it's just almost like, oh, this girl, she's very happy. She's a happy child or whatever it is. But after work, it's like a switch. <laughs> What's that thing that switches you to wanting to be in your space, wanting to be... You're extremely shy. It's different from... People see you and they're like, are you this quiet? But we don't see that on TV. Mm -hmm. What's that switch that your mind would naturally just... When I say thank you for watching the AM Club, I'll see you tomorrow. Oof. You switch back. Mm -hmm. what's, what's that thing that switches it? Yeah, so then that is the difference between the personality and the personality traits or the mm -hmm. temperament. Okay, so what that means is that with a temperament, you can embody a certain temperament to fulfill a certain consequence okay. okay but then your personality is who you are mm. generally like that the stable kind of personality that you embody mm. so that is the difference between the two so you can be an introvert but because you also love this job you love what comes with it you can be on so yeah. to speak do it and then switch off okay. so to speak okay. yeah so that is that is something that is possible so that's why sometimes maybe you can have a job and it comes with networking mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you have to network you really hate networking mm. you yes. really hate that social uh, that social piece guilty guilty <laughs> guilty so if you're that kind of person i mean i say i've not been diagnosed but i say i have social anxiety and mm. people don't believe me they say how are you an actor how are you on tv what and is social anxiety I, I, what you describe yourself as as well. Like, I don't do well in public. When, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't, when I'm in public, I'm itch, itching to, to leave. Mm -hmm. I can't stand a lot of people. I'm not that I don't, I love people. Mm -hmm. I love people. But in a place like that, I feel naked. I feel I want to hide, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, social anxiety, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, God, my question just disappeared <laughs> from my, you know what, it's okay. But um, are there good personalities and bad personalities? And um, so to, to determine the personality, you have to look at whether it is working for you. For so that's you. how you determine whether it's a good personality or it's a bad personality. But we have traditional personalities that necessarily don't work across board. So if you have a narcissistic personality, mm. that is not necessarily a good personality. It doesn't really help you. And you have avoidant personalities. If you have, um, you know, um, schizotypal personalities, mm. schizoid personalities. So we have... In psychology, we have personalities that are quote-unquote abnormal. And so then these are personalities that we work on so that you can basically have good relationships. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a good personality, your personality affects your relationships. It affects your ability to work. It affects a lot of things. So you want to work on them. Let's come to the temperaments part now. Okay. Now let's understand. Okay. This woman has been asking. I was trying to... Are they real? These temperaments, are they real? Um, so in psychology, the temperaments that we actually use are the ocean temperaments. So that's the big five. Mm. So the ocean, O for openness to experience, C for consciousness, E for extraversion, 
A for agreeableness and N for neurotism. Okay. So they're all openness to experience. Those are people who tend to be, you know, they, they, can, they can travel the world. You know, mm. they really love to experience Ms. things. Oh, that's my best friend, Viola. Miss okay. Drew. That's Miss Drew too. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. And so then C. So those are the people who are more conscientious. So they are people who think, what are the risks of doing this? Like these are people who plan. So these are the conscientious people. I don't think it's... Yeah, they, they can overthinkers. be overthinkers. overthinkers well. Yes, okay. they can be overthinkers. Then we have A. So that's people who are more agreeable, people who are more pleasant. You just interact with them like, oh, that was such a nice person. Is that you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so e. I tend to... You skipped E. Ocean. Extraversion. Extraversion. Sorry. Extraversion. Okay. So that's where you look at, is this person introvert or extrovert? Like how, where do they fall on that mm. scale? And then I already talked about the A. A and then we have and the neurotics. So these are people who tend to worry a lot. So they are always thinking about what could go wrong. They tend to be a little bit more depressed, think about the negative side of things. You know, so um, that's the ocean. Okay. Um, personality type. Okay. So that's what if you want to see a, a clinical psychologist, psychologist, this is what you use to arrive at your diagnosis or something. That's one of them. Okay, the one we read clinic. on the internet, you know. Before you go to the one we read on the internet, which is the <laughs> sanguine out yes. and uh, whatever. Yes. Let's come back to the A. The A, you said agreeableness. Is there disagreeableness in there too? No, so agreeableness. So all of these are on a scale. Okay. So you can either score low, average, or high. Oh, okay, could you find a person with two or three of these uh, variables that you've mentioned, the ocean. So here, um, the way this one works is that on every scale, it will score you yeah, on something. how high or low you are you on are. each scale. Mm. So then you can say which ones are your dominant kind of personalities and which ones are a little bit less. How do you arrive at these conclusions? Just by asking them questions? You can, even take, a lab test. You can even take their tests online to find out what's ah. your, what but your what test is. But what if I'm very conscious about the questions that they're asking? And then you're more conscientious. <laughs> you know, I know. I'm very, I'm very much aware. For mm. instance, if I was answering these questions at the time that I'm working, I'm very happy. I'm doing my job, so uh, it would influence mm -hmm. the answers that I would give. give. Mm -hmm. And if I was at home, and that's my real self, to mm -hmm. influence, can we, can we find a middle ground? Yeah, so then you can take the test multiple times then uh -huh. to try to make sure that, okay, this is really who you are. And um, the test really asks you to um, answer the question not as you desire yourself to be. Oh. You know, it asks you to really assess yourself as who, who you think are, you mm, are. Mm, so mm, then um, the setting, um, like how you are feeling at the time you are taking the test is also really important. So you want to make sure that you are in a calm, neutral, you know, place when you are mm. taking the test so that you can... Your, your, your answers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So finally, let's come back. Let's come to diagnosing us with <laughs> the, 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 the four main temperaments as well. Mm -hmm. um, sanguine, melancholy, choleric. Mm -hmm. and um, phlegmatic, mm -hmm. is that it? Yeah, four. Okay, can you explain what these are, please? If you can, the traits in there. Do they ever show up in your line of practice? No, so let's start with that. So um, with these four temperaments in psychology, we don't really use, use them, them in terms mm -hmm. of practice. It's really popular out there. Mm. Um, I really understand sometimes, yeah, I hear, I hear about these temperaments, um, but we don't really use them in practice. That's because part of the root cause of um, the root um, causes, uh, or the uh, or part of this theory means that if you are phlegmatic, you have a lot of flames. It's attached to bodily humors. Mm. Okay, so if you are sanguine, that means that you have a lot of blood. Okay. Um, and so if you are choleric, you have a lot of yellow bile. If you are 
um, melancholic black bile. Mm. So that is the basis, basically, for this um, theory. And so in psychology, we don't really use it. We try to use science. Uh, we use science for psychology as a scientific thing, so research, empirical studies. So we don't really use these four temperaments. Mm. We are talking about um, really doing psychology mm. and psychology practice. I think it's Tim Lahaye's book that made it popular, Why You Act the Way You Do. Mm. It's one of the books that has made it very, very popular. Okay. So do, do you know who propounded these? For, uh, just so Hippocrates, um, these are the yeah he he started with this okay. and with the and um, with this and um, these temperaments four temperaments. Four temperaments. So we don't really um, use them when it That's comes to uh, psychology. Maybe I should analyze myself with the ocean now, but yeah. <laughs> for the sake of our viewers and those who are watching who also are interested for in that part of the conversation, conversation. Mm -hmm. right. let's let's understand the sanguine is someone who's I understand is very bubbly. Yes, the 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 happy go person, mm -hmm. the person who comes into the room and everybody is. Who can I even describe in this office as someone? The person just enters and everybody's happy because Miss Drew is, is, is oh, yes. person. She's like, hey, yes. hey, hey, hey. Then yes. you know she's going and, mm -hmm. you know. What am I explaining? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So then when you have someone who is melancholic, the yeah. idea is that the person tends to be a little bit more sad. Yeah you know, um, down at phlegmatic, they tend to be a little bit more slow and all of that and then choleric. And you can... <clears throat> sorry. sorry. Um, oh, I'm good. Thank okay. you. And so with the choleric, um, that's where you would kind of um, associate it with somebody who is a little bit more like... Um, um, what do you call Neurotic and all of yeah, those things. So. Very, very hard work. Very, always busy, mm -hmm. always wanting to do something. Exactly. I mean... And if I could add my voice to it, what I've learned about it. So the sanguine, like I said, is the bubbly, bubbly, happy-go person. Mm -hmm. The choleric is someone who is always about business. They are no-nonsense people, mm -hmm. apparently. They're just it's business. They're very mm -hmm. strict. They're very, you know, wild. Uh, the phlegmatic, like you say, is the I don't care person. Very slow, like nonchalant. Mm -hmm. They don't really care about so much. Amma. <laughs> and then, how, many, how many times did you read that book? <laughs> and then the melancholy is the calm, quiet, reserved, doesn't want to go out, you know kind of person. How are these traits, these personality traits, this temperament and personality, how important are they in our everyday life? Um, well, you can't really meet anyone without meeting their personality um, because uh, them exhibiting any sort of like personality traits, for example. So it's really important once you encounter someone, you encounter their personality. Time will let you know what kind of personality you're actually dealing with. Um, so it's really important. Like, you can't separate a person from their personality. Let's stay on time. Mm. No, yes, Let's stay on time. How much time do I need to arrive at a conclusion about somebody's personality? Say, if I wanted to arrive at um, Mr. Nambo's personality, how much time mm -hmm. do I need? So when you're looking at time, um, if you spend, like, maybe two minutes, ten minutes for someone over ten years, you may not necessarily know them that much because you spend a lot of time, but then in terms of the quality of the time, so the quality mm. that's going to really make you determine what the kind of, pers the kind of personality that they have. Okay, so to arrive at somebody's personality, you must experience them on all fronts and all levels. Mm -hmm. You must experience him at work, yes. experience him outside of work, mm -hmm. and then measure. Mm -hmm. Okay, or oh, I should just hold the person's hand and come to the psychologist. Yeah, yeah we, can, we have a bunch of tests that we can take to right. figure out what your personality is. So. Okay. so then you've expressed, based on what you've just said, it means that it's important you know the kind of personality you are mm -hmm. and how it can help you in your everyday life mm -hmm. in your relationship with people mm -hmm. because we are relating to people every single day in choosing before we even come into relationship 
will this mean that in choosing the kind of job you want to do or the kind of career path you want to chart, you have to know who you are because certain personality traits and certain personalities are very important for certain career paths? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is really important because even when you're looking at leadership positions, um, you know, um, I once met a psychologist and his job was really looking at the hiring process when it comes to CEOs. He's a psychologist. And as part of the hiring process, they wanted to really make sure that they had the right personality for the job. So then they went through like a whole bunch of tests, a whole lot of like, as part of the hiring process, mm -hmm. he was like a significant member of that process because you want someone who'll be able to make decisions quickly. Mm -hmm. You want someone who, who is going to be able to take risks that are good for the company. You want someone who can basically be a leader, the kind of leader that you want for that position. So. For that, you need the right personality. So for the job that we do, we, again, need the right personality for the job that we are all deciding to embark on as well. Right. So a job like an actor would require someone who is uh, very free, very open, very, is, is that a case? Yes, or someone who can embody that personality trait. Okay. Yes. Okay, interesting. Footballers. <laughs> <laughs> that applies to the science. We're going back to mm. was it ocean which mm -hmm. you mentioned. Ocean. Okay, mm -hmm. does it come in choosing partners, and in uh, the job the job example that mm -hmm. you cited, will they will they err on the side of these ocean personality traits? Mm -hmm. Looking at that to choose the right personality for the job is that where they go to? Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's like it should be taken into account, but I don't mm -hmm. think I don't know how much that is taken into account when you're looking at personality and like the job that people really um, decide to pursue. Mm. Um, but I think it's really important because if you're someone, if you're an introvert and you're very comfortable being an introvert, then you want to be in a, a position where maybe you're behind a computer, you're not really interacting with a lot of people and then you'll be fine there. But then if you're an introvert and then your job is supposed to be like a, so like your job every single day from morning to evening is interacting with people, being social, like at some point you're going to burn out because it's really not compatible with your, um, you know, with your personality. And in terms of relationships, you need someone to who is a good match because then um, it can, or someone who is willing to change, okay? Because if that doesn't happen, then that becomes a problem. You just answered my question because that's where I was going to. Um, one of the things I hear a lot when it comes to the psychological word, incompatibility. Mm. Incompatibility. You hear it in religion, you hear it in church, you hear it when it comes to relationship, you hear it in psychology. Mm. Incompatibility. So I wanted to understand, um, since there are different personalities, definitely, then you have someone who is almost a stack opposite of you. Mm. Sometimes I hear it's better to marry someone who is a stack opposite of you. Mm. And sometimes I hear, no, you need someone who's within your, you know, personality. Mm. So for instance, they were saying, um, Two people who have married and they've married for a long time are two people who have uh, opposite personalities. The man is more calm, the wife is more bubbly. <laughs> so in situations where um, 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 it requires you to be maybe in a place where you have to be calm, cause, but a woman is all over the place, the man can, madam, sit down, madam this, madam that, you know. And in situations <laughs> where the guy is just down, the woman is the one who will liven up, liven up the place. But again, you also hear that, oh no, when a person understands you, when you're on the same, you know, you're the same personality, so you're two bubbly people, you gel very well. Everywhere mm -hmm. you go, you know, these people, they are, you know. Mm -hmm. which, which is which? Okay, so it is in finding the balance. Mm. So um, we've all had opposite attract, but then it's 
if people are really opposite and then um, everyone's really comfortable being who they are, at some point that can cause some sort of friction because mm. then it becomes who you are now is now annoying to me. I can't live with who you are now because that is really like, wow, you're out all the time. When are you going to be home? Mm. You know, and then you are also in all the time. Why you don't you want out. to go out? Yeah. You know, and so then that becomes like a fight. But then it's, okay, I know you're a really bubbly person. You know that I really want to be at home. So, um, yeah, it will be, I really like it like when we go out sometimes. So then how do you balance the two? You know, and so it's a really making that conscious decision that, okay, this person is really opposite to me. Can I live with that long term? Mm. And what are the consequences of living with that long term? So these are some of the questions that really need to be asked. And sometimes love can, you know, cloud their yeah. eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, you get married and then, you, when see. you, you know, and then sometimes it becomes a problem. And then you end up in counseling and you have to really try and figure, <laughs> figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> lastly, for me, for me, Please lastly, God. sorry. I think, but you said something very essential, which I think when it comes to these personality traits and relating with people, because you're a human being, of course, not everybody will be like you. But okay. you should be able to relate with everybody wherever you go. If the person is the rudest person, you still you should still be able to mm. relate with anybody at all wherever you go. Mm. And you said something about willing to learn, willing to change. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the driving force in relationship, building relationships. Mm -hmm. So if you're the kind of person who, for instance, I think I'm melancholic and a bit of phlegmatic. Melancholic, if we go to the science, who are they? So melancholic will fall under um maybe you would go a little bit low on um, openness to experience. Yeah. So that would be, yeah. you fall a yeah. little bit low yeah. there. That's true. That's true. Uh -huh. <laughs> so you have someone like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I like someone who really loves to experience things, try things, things that I'll say, oh, but this is sin. Oh, but this is, I mean, that's where religion comes in. But I'll say, no, but this is this way, this is this way. And it's like, no, but I want to do it because I love you. Mm -hmm. I want to be this way because, you know. So you need someone who is willing to learn or change for the experience. Mm -hmm. He may not be that kind of person, but to say, because I feel a certain way about this person, because I love this person, I would like to try it out. I like, to, And for all you know, you may even like it when you do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So you may think you are a very melancholic person, you're very... But you try it out and you love it with whoever it is, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. and then you, so I like what you said about willing to learn. I think it's just openness and learning that changes our personality traits at some point in time. It's right. a matter of balance, isn't it? Yes. yes. Okay. Two questions. What is the weirdest personality traits you have come across? <laughs> the most confusing one in your years of practice. Like the one that you said, hmm. This is nearly outside of science, but let's not bring it back into science. <laughs> okay, Jeffrey. and then in thinking about that, mm -hmm. I like to think that everybody has an amount of evil that they can deal with, mm -hmm. which is still coming back to balance. Mm -hmm. So in the science again, Ocean, which one do you doctors will tell, listen, this is where you fall. Do not, whatever you do, do not no go way. close to this particular personality mm. trait. Is there anything like that? But let's go to the experience, the weirdest one. People act all sorts of weird. And you go like, wow, are you from this planet? Okay. Um, so I'll have to tell you that answer backstage. Okay. Because um, then if I say it here, then it might be stigmatizing. Yeah. Okay. So I don't okay. want to pro promote okay. that. Um, okay. So, but then just as like a friendly conversation, we can we can have that. All right. Okay. Makes sense. Wow. So one. they exist. They something like that exist. 
Is it, um, is it? I mean, there, there, there are some pretty, like, I mean, there's personalities. And the thing is, when you look at what causes some of these personality disturbances, that is where the empathy comes in. Mm. Because some of, these, um, some of these people who have personality disturbance have had really traumatic childhoods. Okay. Um, so okay. Then I that's, think that's what I want to know. Where a weird or uh, a personality that upsets your thinking, where it comes from, mm -hmm. and this is experience. It still goes back to people and their life experiences. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. it weird because it's not socially accepted? Um. It, yes, because it's not the norm. So mm. then you can say that if something is not the norm, then yeah. it's. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. The second part. Okay. The second part, like. Which temperament you didn't go to? Which temperament, like what, which, whatever what, what, you do, don't. Um, so we, um, so what we do in psychology and in therapy is that we don't necessarily advise do this, don't do this. Mm -hmm. And what we try to do is try to get the individual to make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. So we give them the skills to make that decision by asking questions. So for example, if um, you, you can tell that this pers these two personalities are not a match, mm -hmm. but rather than say don't go there, what we are going to go is like ask questions. So. Um, how do you think this is going to be long term? Seems like this person has a very different personality than you. How do you think this is going to go long term? So, you know, then you get the person thinking and at the end of the day, they can make their, their decision as to whether they can stay with that individual or not. Okay. So we rather ask a lot of questions, get them thinking, get them to make their own decisions so that um, outside of the therapy room, they can apply those skills to other things to make decisions for themselves. Beautiful. Are you able to tell at a very, what age can you tell a child's personality? Um, sometimes, even from the time that they are, they are born, you can tell the child that's a little bit more quiet, you know, who is just really content. You can tell the child that really likes a lot of attention, like my <laughs> baby boy. <laughs> um, you know, so you can, you can, even from the time that they are born, you can see their personality. Because we had a breast conversation earlier, and I was saying that every man likes breast. Does mm. he like breast? Is this true? Is this is this is, is this? Is There's this true? no man on this earth who doesn't like breast. Um, you know, some some babies don't take milk. Some babies do. Um, just the breast is not enough. They uh, need some support. Right. So okay. That's just by the way. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good morning, MF. I really think a lot when I'm going to meet a lot of people. Like Godwin said, I feel uneasy around people. I'm asking why I feel that way, please. Hmm. Okay. So that could be because um, of the personality. Mm. That could also be because, like, you're also talking about social anxiety. So that could also be it. So it really depends on whether it's their personality, where the person is more of an introvert, and so then going out, talking to people, is not necessarily comfortable, <coughs> not a good match with their personality, or whether um, they have some social anxiety, and so then that might be something that needs to be worked on. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh, did anybody send me that? Does the sound is not coming. I hope that I've not been talking all this while and you cannot hear me. I hope you can hear me now. Okay, send me a message back if you can hear me now. Okay. We've said we've said we've said a lot of things. I hope yeah, they really. I hope you didn't miss it. <laughs> you know, you. How did you arrive at your personality? Um. So, part of it was during my postgraduate education. I mean, we. 
before you have to deal with somebody else, you have to deal with yourself. So um, post my postgraduate education was more like therapy. Mm -hmm. um, we, you, you can't not face yourself. We're writing papers and you're learning about theories, but then you're supposed to personalize it. How does that relate to you? So mm -hmm. by the time we're done, I was sick of myself. I was like, <laughs> can I not meet myself? I've been in therapy for four years now. Like... Can we not think about myself anymore? But yeah, it was like from day one, that was like something I didn't count on. But I think as human beings, we are experiencing life and we are changing, we are growing, um, and we are improving. Um, personalities are not necessarily bad things because we all have them. Um, but if you feel like maybe your personality is a type of way, because for instance, I get, and this is my last question, I get a lot of people say, again, how are you an actor and you don't like to go out? How are you an actor and you don't like to push things? How are you an actor and you don't like to be among whatever it is? And if I feel like maybe, maybe as an actor, I should be a certain way, maybe as an actor, I should do this. What are some of the things I can do to improve that personality mm -hmm. trait? How can I adopt that? I was listening to an audio book yesterday that advises that mostly, most of the time you should have a little journal or a book that you write what you don't like about yourself, what you mm. like about yourself and how you can change it. Mm. Would you advise that if, for instance, or even in relationship, this person says that, you know, you, you're, you're very judgmental, you act quickly, you're swift, you're this and this, and then maybe that's your personality trait. And you say, okay, maybe there's something I have to change. What are some of the steps I have to take? Should I write them down, mm. look at them every day and ask myself, how do I changes about myself? Mm -hmm. Well, for one, it's really good because it's, everything starts from awareness. So if you're not aware of who you are, the personality that you have, then you can really try to say, this is good, this is working for me, this is not working for me, and I need to change it. So awareness, that is really good. Like, you start with that. But then um, in, time, in terms of, like, trying to change your personality to something more acceptable or you feel like it's a goal for you, you start with baby steps. Okay. So you just don't go in and like, you really don't like hanging out with people and then you just go in and just like, you have like a whole, you know, uh-huh. So then you take those baby steps and then you work your way up. And so then you get more comfortable and then you put yourself in another situation, you get more comfortable and then, yeah. What's a personality for that person that just likes to lie in the couch? And you're very happy, just the couch mm. and TV. And air condition, not all. So th those people <laughs> tend to score low on their extraversion. So like you're yeah. just, yeah, you're, you're just good. Like yeah. being with people can suck. Is it a good thing? No, it's good to be be content in yourself. In your mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. Some people that cannot be you with themselves, so that that's also not necessarily good because you need to be able to be with yourself and be okay. Oh, did I tell you how lovely you are? Dr. Evelyn. <laughs> Dr. Evelyn, we should have you every day on the show, honestly. Oh, it's, it's just you. amazing. Dr. Evelyn, Owusu, any more questions? You no, have? thank you right. so much. So Dr. Evelyn Owusu-Roberts is a licensed clinical psychologist. We hope you took something out of this conversation. I totally took a lot that mm. I'm going to use. Thank you so much for being a part of it. You're